You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and I'm in the studio today here with Phil Zapeda, Catholic Charities Vice President of Communications. Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning, Katie. It's great to be back here with you again. Absolutely. Um, we extend a warm hello to all who are listening on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. As we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic caused every organization around the world to pivot in a variety of ways to keep its goals on track, while many employees adjusted to working part-time or full-time from home. And that certainly hit home at Catholic Charities, Katie. Uh, our frontline employees heroically kept coming to work each day to ensure that clients get the help that they need um, and that they needed. Other employees followed guidelines uh, that were set forth by their supervisors about coming into work. Um, and, and, and today, all of our service areas continue to unite employees in our offices and by Zoom in the most effective way they possibly can with the knowledge that COVID-19 really isn't going any away anytime that soon. We're seeing a spike again now. But against all this, last fall, Catholic Charities uh, started a fantastic series of monthly employee gatherings to ensure that employees stayed connected to one another, right? That they had that, that relationship, despite the challenges that the pandemic brought to the ways that we work together. And it was so important and so novel, we thought it was a great idea to have it as a topic for the voice of, of charity. So here to tell us more about this initiative is our colleague, right in communications, Ed Leiser, Catholic Charities Manager of Employee Communications. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, uh, Phil and Katie. Um, how are you? Good to see you guys. It's great to have you here with us. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, well, Ed. Good to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about how the idea for the employee gatherings came about? Definitely. So Anne Gerlecki, um, of course, Anne's on our, our team in communications. Anne Gerlecki and Stephanie Johnson, they kind of came up with the idea um, last summer, you know, in 2021. And, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it was kind of a way to combat the isolation that many employees were feeling but working from home, not seeing their coworkers every day and every week. And so we, we, we began this process to really build this community. And um, so I do, I do give a lot of credit to Ann and Stephanie for their, their guidance. And so now six and a half months in um, to the process, we, we're up and running. And we've had one a month with one more scheduled this coming Thursday on May 12th. And uh, it's off and running. So we're very excited about this whole program and we've seen some good results. And how many employees are involved in total? We should share that with our audience that it's a it's not a it's a not a logistical nightmare, but a, a logistical challenge to coordinate this all right. Well, it, it feels like a logistical nightmare when you're trying to order hot coffee for 1,200 some some employees, Katie. Um, but there are 1,200 employees in change here at Catholic Charities, and every employee has a community gathering home. 
And that was no easy task. And so again, I give credit to Stephanie and Ann who really began that process to find these, these departments and these service areas and these regions and really map this whole thing out. But it's quite a big number and we're, we're very proud that everyone has a home. So Ed, much like a, a White House press briefing, I've got a question and a follow-up. Um, so you said these, these started last September. So what's the frequency? How often are these held? My second question is, on a, on a regular basis, what are your goals for, for each of these gatherings? Sure. So they're held once a month, and they, they rotate between in-person or virtual. And so we've held six so far. We've held uh, four virtual, and two have, have been in-person. The one this coming Thursday, May 12th, will also be uh, virtual. And as you mentioned, Phil and Katie, with the, the, the constant variation of, of Omicron and of COVID-19 cases, we have had to pivot and, and we make adjustments as, as needed based on what the, the data and the stats tell us about gathering safely in person versus virtual. Um, and the goals are really to build that community, create that in inclusion. Again, like I mentioned earlier, employees who might feel um, disconnected to their work or not knowing what's going on at the agency. This helped kind of build some of that camaraderie and that teamwork a little bit. Other goals are communicating what's going on with our organization to all of our employees. There's been a number of great new initiatives and new programs that have been launched and are being launched. This serves as a monthly commu uh, communications vehicle to sort of tell everybody in the, uh, in the organization what's going on and all of the key changes that they need to know about. And then we also gather feedback, and that's probably a third important goal. Gathering feedback from our employees and hearing from them what's going on that they really enjoy and maybe what areas we can reinforce and build upon. If there's anything that we're weak on, we learn from them directly. And then that helps guide our, 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 our messaging and, and, and our programming and our leadership team values that input that we're getting from our employees. So those are some of the main goals that we're trying, we're trying to accomplish here. And so, Ed, with those 1,200 employees that we talked about a little bit mm -hmm. earlier, how did you go about organizing the groups that each one would be assigned to, you know, across our many uh, locations and sites throughout Cook and Lake Counties? Um, and I know that one of the goals was to kind of mix it up and put people from different service areas together, correct? Without a doubt, Katie. Yeah, the, one of the goals was to... Uh, mix and match people that are in different departments or different programs and help them have them meet one another for the first time in many cases. So it began by looking at, um, you know, work buildings and work locations and service areas. And from there, it really started to um, dig into, you know, where, where do you work and, and how can we meet other, other coworkers? And what we're finding out is they're, they're meeting people sometimes for the first time in their own building. You know, you might work on the second floor and, and you don't go to the seventh floor that often. And, there's somebody who you don't know that you work, you know, 100 yards away from. And that's been really cool to see that whole process unwind. But um, that was not an easy task, I'm sure, several months ago when the whole process began just to find out, you know, how can we find not only all of the sites that, that can accommodate people, but then how can we make this a uh, feasible option? You know, we don't, want, we, don't, we don't want employees driving an hour and a half away. That's not realistic either. So it came down to where our, our sites were located, where our employees live, where our employees work. And like you said, just try and find a, a spot that everybody can meet people, um, maybe not for, from their normal departments, normal work life. So is there is there a total number of groups and total number of sites uh, where everyone's gathering at? There are. We, we began with 17 sites. We're down to 16 sites. So over the course of the last six months, we have been bobbing and weaving a little bit, making adjustments based on what sites can accommodate parking and what sites can accommodate large gatherings and what cannot. 
And so we have 16 uh, sites currently uh, across 13 buildings. Uh, and so two of our buildings actually have a couple of gathering communities within them. St. Casimir Mother House, which is located in, uh, in Marquette Park, they have three gathering sites because they've got a large kitchen, a large auditorium, a nice, uh, beautiful boardroom. And then our building downtown at Vincent Hall, we have um, a gathering group. And then also in our boardroom upstairs, we have a gathering group. So we have two in our downtown office, but most of the buildings have just one community gathering group each month. So, Ed, I, I imagine that the concept of gather is when you started with this program or when you inherited it after after you began um, was was key to its success, right? This is what we're looking to right. accomplish. And then over time, in the evolution of these gatherings, things have changed. So can you talk a little bit about what was originally envisioned and then what uh, what has really grown out of that or changed or something you didn't expect to gain out of these gatherings? The concept of gatherers was critical, Phil. Um, we definitely need folks that are 1,000% invested in Catholic Charities' right. mission because there is some going um, beyond beyond the call of duty with, with being a gatherer and running these meetings. You know, there are monthly meetings that we ask them to attend, and they do have to facilitate these gatherings. They got to be very positive. They got to be very knowledgeable, and their ha- their passion has to really shine through in what they say and what they what they do. And so we recruited gatherers from all over the the, uh, the Cook and Lake County regions, every department, every service area. Folks were asked to be gatherers. Um, some had, had, had been there for 10, 15, 20 years. Others were in their first, second, and third year. But it all comes down to their personality, their teamwork, their their mission-driven attitude. And they really do drive these. You know, we we, we prepare content, but then we give the gatherers the, the, the playbook, and then they coach the team, so right. to speak. And they really do a great job running these. Again, it's not an easy task. We ask a lot out of them. Phil, you know from your role as gatherer as well, you know, there are some some things that we ask them to do outside the nine to five traditional workday that um and, and they've been so awesome to work with. They have been, they've become something that we so look forward to uh talking to and, and learning from. And they have great insights as well on how we should be guiding our gatherings going forward. So one of the surprises, you know, that I've I've enjoyed is how um how smart, how intelligent they are and how they're willing to do so much for these gatherings to succeed. It's almost like they're hosting their own Voice of Charity radio show. <laughs> week over really week. I think you're right. I think you're right. And this is such a great team building initiative to talk about. And we're so glad you're here on the Voice of Charity to discuss. If you'll please bear with us, we're gonna take a quick break here on the Voice of Charity. And when we return, we're gonna to continue to our conversation with our colleague Ed Lizer about Catholic Charities employee gatherings. Please stay tuned. Imagine spending a week on the tranquil grounds of the University of St. Mary the Lake where you can pray, reflect, and learn from the rich treasures of the Bible. An invitation for all to experience the annual Summer Scripture Conference, June 19th to 24th, might just be for you. Notable Scripture scholars from across the United States will present this year's program, focusing on interpreting Scripture in the Church. The five presenters will share on a variety of topics, including 
Interpreting Scripture and the Vatican II Documents, Different Christian Denominations and How They Differ in Perspectives on Scripture, The Bible and Politics in America Today, What Scripture Says About Children, How to Use Scripture in Prayer, and Interpreting Scripture for the Life and Mission of the Church. For registration and conference package information, visit our website at www.usml.edu slash summerscripture or call 847-837-4575. This year's conference will be both in person and virtual. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. We are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Phil Zepeda. I'm joined here by my colleague, Katie Breedeman. And we have our special guest, Ed Leiser, who's the manager of internal communications at Catholic Charities. Uh, before we get back to Ed with our next question, we extend again a warm welcome to everybody listening on WNDZ, 750 AM in Chicago, and those watching on our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. So, Katie, you're up with the next question. Ed, Ed I know when the employees' gatherings began, um, it was about socialization and, and reconnecting with everybody in person or on Zoom, as you said. Um, but you... Uh, also use this opportunity to share uh, some of the most important operational updates. Sally Blount was on these, uh, our, our president and chief executive officer, Sally Blount, and our chief of staff, Andrew Lecky, were also on the employee gatherings to share these key operational updates. Can you share what some of those were? Oh, sure, of course. Like I mentioned earlier, these serve as a very important monthly commercial for all of us in the organization we've had some really awesome things happening in the last few months. Number one, um, you know, we had a new logo launched a few months ago and um, these community gatherings gave us a chance to not just say, Hey, here's the new logo, use it. It gave us a chance to give the background of the new logo and describe the cruciform and describe where the logo is going and how that relates to where we're going as an organization and given that history and that dynamic vision that we, uh, that we installed. It also has been very helpful 
as, as COVID-19 has been top of mind for so many people across the organization, you give us that chance to give updates on COVID-19 testing protocols, how we're doing things going forward. You know, a few months ago, we had the at-home test kits that we delivered to all of our employees. Right. We were able to describe that, uh, that plan of how we're all going to administer getting uh, COVID tests sent to the homes um, of our employees. So those are some, some good examples right there. <clears throat> our our well, wellness program that we launched in February, we also talk about that at community gatherings. And we tell our employees that, you know, we care about their well-being, their, their health, their happiness. And the wellness program that's been so successful over the past years have, has, has been relaunched. And that gives us a chance to, again, describe that in, in greater detail and, and, and see the value of that for our employees and, um, and showing that we care for them and who they are. So, so Ed, one of the things that I find fascinating uh, about the employee gatherings, <laughs> among uh, all the things, is obviously the shared commitment to clients, right, that, that this, this great staff has. And again, it's one of the largest human service agencies in the Midwest and notably in, in, in the country. Um, but then th- that, that commitment that's expressed to the mission by Catholic Charities staff in all programs, in all service areas, from the frontline staff to the administration. But employees are really excited. And you, you talked about this a little to get to know more uh, about the people outside of their department to, to enjoy that fellowship. Talk a little bit more about that and dig into that with us because that's one of those, that's one of those things that's hard to get your arms around unless you hear it through the storytelling of, of participants. It's unbelievable. Um, I mentioned earlier, but when, when folks actually meet people for the first time, well, they work in the same building. It's kind of crazy, but that's what has happened over the last two years with a working from home model that so many of us have enjoyed or experienced is that you don't see everybody in the building every single day. And if you're a newer employee and, and you started in the pandemic, you might not know some of the veterans that have been there for five and 10, right. 15 years. So there's a lot of that meeting. It's the first time, but it also has been very helpful to learn about how can I refer a client to a program that maybe I knew nothing about. You know, you might be in childcare focused and you, you might not know that we have all the senior care services that, that we do. And when you, you network with our fellow employees and our fellow coworkers, you might learn a couple of things about all the areas that Catholic Charities has influence in right. across all walks of life from beginning all the way through end. And, and it's been very helpful to learn about the chances for um, referral, re- referring clients to different programs and also just to, to talk about best practices and learn some tips of the trade. You know, our coworkers meet and they talk and they realize that, oh, they have the same issues or the same strengths and the same common themes. And they might decide, wow, I can do that differently because their program's doing it differently this way and they've had success. And we feel that there's a lot of that kind of um, insider knowledge that we're all sharing with one another to make ourselves better at our jobs. And when we're better at our jobs, our clients will benefit across the organization. So, so a lot of great positives there. And, and Ed, by attending these sessions, I know that another goal is to make sure that all employees know that their opinion is welcome on an ongoing basis. And you've just shared some you know, great uh, best practices that people have shared. But can we ask you, what other kind of feedback have you gotten from employees, from these uh, employee gatherings that's been you know, helpful in internal communications? I'd say the, the work-life balance that people seem to be enjoying for those that can work from home and work remotely, uh, they have been very um, open and honest that they enjoy that part of, of the work uh, model. And that has come up many times across the gatherings when we talk about, you know, if and when 
we we uh, we return to a normal work uh, five days a week in person. You know, if that ever comes to be, a lot of different places have said, "Wow, we like being home you know, three, four days a week if we can, or two days a week if they can." You know, many of our programs that have senior care or child child services, they don't have that luxury maybe of working from home. But for those that do, they've been very clear. They enjoy the model. They like being, um, you know, home on their couch at 4.30 or 5 versus an hour of traffic yeah. going to and from. So that's just one small example we've, we've, we've kind of um, uncovered a little bit over the course of the last several months. And there's been other little ways, too, of, of things that employees have shared to us that maybe we didn't think about um, internally as much. So. You know, I think it's great. The, the lessons here are, are pervasive that that any really business can can take about a, making sure that there's a clear line of communications with your staff and you're showing that appreciation and gratitude. We're going to throw it to break, but uh, when we return, we'll have more with Ed Leiser, the internal communications manager at Catholic Charities, talking about these special employee gatherings. So we'll have more uh, shortly. And thank you for listening to Voice of Charity. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Phil Zapeta here with my colleague, Katie Breedeman. We're talking to Ed Leiser, the Internal Communications Manager at Catholic Charities and the employee gatherings that Ed is uh, responsible for uh, managing inside the organization. Ed, welcome back. Um, I, I want to get your uh, thoughts and opinions here on what surprised you the most or what's been the, the biggest challenge um, that, that you've had to overcome? 
I'd say the biggest challenge is uh, finding a a home for everybody. You know, across the the agency with 1,200 something employees, uh, some employees have left um, and and pursued other opportunities, but many more have joined. Um, and each month, we're hiring awesome, talented, new individuals. Um, and so, learning about you know who they are, where they work, where they live, their names, and then getting them into a gathering home immediately. And then ensuring that they're a part of this whole bigger picture of community gatherings. That certainly is a challenge, but it's a good challenge. It's a, it's a fun, welcoming challenge that I, I appreciate. And one of the things that I have really enjoyed is all of our community gatherers are so eager to find homes for the new employees. Several of them text or email me weekly to make sure that they're updating me when they have a new staff person begin. And they're telling me, hey, can you find a, a gathering home for him or her so that they don't get left out in the cold? when we meet next Thursday. Um, so they're doing such a wonderful job of communicating that with me that it becomes very, you know, very easy on my part uh, to find them a home and slot them in. But that's been something I really enjoyed is getting the new home for everybody. Also, Ed, you wrote a terrific article in the latest issue of uh, Keynager News, the May-June issue that people can find at keynagernews.org. Um, you wrote a great article talking about the positive impact that these employee gatherings have been having across the organization. Can you share what some of those positive impacts have been uh, across Catholic Charities? It's been something that everyone seems to be looking forward to, and that, that was one of the goals, you know. Um, you know, like I mentioned a few, a few moments ago, but the chance to have everybody learn the same information at the same time across the organization, anything that's new or impactful that, that might, you know, um, you know, impact their daily work. That's been something that we've been able to communicate at the same time across the board to all 1,200 employees. Um, that camaraderie building, that, that team building, that's been so critical for all of our employees in this climate of COVID-19 and working in a pandemic. Um, I, I, I appreciate when people say that they look forward to it. They, they love the Thursday morning. It's a chance to kind of break out of the monotonous routine a little bit that, that Thursday morning once a month. Um, it's been very positive, like I said. Learning about referral, re- referring clients to different programs is also such a, a huge takeaway that, um, that I know our clients are benefiting from as well as all of us who work here as well. Ed, before we close the program, um, uh, one last question. We'd appreciate uh, a, a brief answer. What's your, what's your hopes for these gatherings moving forward? And what, what are you hoping for yourself and the takeaways from employees that participate? I would say continue to do what we're doing and, and strengthen, of course, and improve where needed, make the tweaks needed um, as we see them. We want to continue to make them fun and worthwhile. We have fun icebreaker activities each week or each month, rather. Um, we want to continue to do that. Make sure that this is a fun Kind of um, a lighter atmosphere. We don't want it to be too content heavy and too, um, you know, information heavy. Make sure this is a fun experience for our employees and continue to build upon that each month. They've gotten a lot better since we began uh, until here we are now in, on May 10th, and they'll continue to get better each and every month with our great, talented team of gatherers. So Great. Well, Ed, thank you so much for being on Voice of Charities today. We are thrilled to have had you uh, join us and talk about these employee gatherings. And thank you for all the work that you've done um, in, in making these really special opportunities for everyone. I know folks are, are taking a lot away from that. The employee opportunities, as Ed mentioned, are, are, are these employee gatherings are opportunities for employees to, to grow their friendships across Catholic charities and improve our work for clients, right? That's what's really important. And their knowledge of, of what more of their colleagues do helps engender that that great service to our uh, to people what we serve. So congratulations on everything that you've already accomplished uh, and everything uh, coming your way and our way, I guess, in, in the future. 
We also wanted to remind everybody that we're still in the midst of our Mother's Day campaign at Catholic Charities. Uh, Many of our programs and services help mothers in need who are at all stages of their life in the seasons of motherhood. Please consider supporting them through our Catholic Charities Mother's Day appeal. You can do that by visiting catholiccharities.net to make your donation to this vital campaign today. You are so right, Phil. The Mother's Day campaign is going on through the end of this month, and we invite everyone to honor their own mother, living or deceased, with a donation to this very special collection. And Ed, I echo Phil's sentiment. We admire all that you and Ann Gerlecki have done to unite staff members across Catholic Charities. We look forward to having you back on the show to keep us updated um, as these employee gatherings grow. I see on our floor how hard you work at it every month, and uh, we just admire you. And as I agree with Phil, we congratulate you on um, this terrific initiative. Um, We also invite uh, everyone back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman with Phil Zapeda, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.